Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, welcome to this strange interim episode of Modern Escapism. Hello and welcome to this uh, interim episode of Modern Escapism. It's not quite the hundred yet, due to unforeseen circumstances, but as they say in the business, the show must go on. This is quite a different episode from what you'll be used to. We're going we're gonna to do uh, the news, we're going to do the Nexus, and then, basically, unless you're a patron, you're not going to hear anything else. Um, rest assured, the hundredth episode will be coming very soon. Today, myself, Oodles, will be joined by Stick. Hello. Biggie. You seen Trey yet? And (laughs) Gadget. Alright. You fucker. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, unforeseen circumstances means that Candy can't be with us this evening. We did have the 100 episode planned, but hey, we can wait. We can wait. You get you get ninety nine point five instead. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Or ninety nine point nine with that with that with that much loaded <laughs> with that close yeah. to a hundred ninety nine point nine percent. You can't say we're anything <laughs> but professional. Trust me. Again, I'm operating on four G signal as well. So this is just how how much I love you listeners. But let's yeah, just record, let's just record on a Thursday night because we can't do Sunday night because I'm away. <laughs> Yeah, again, never uh, let you down. (laughs) Normally, I'd have a script written out and stuff, and you know that all the information is on our show notes for our website, modernescapism.co.uk, and all that jazz. And thanks to the patrons and stuff like that. But let's just crack on with some biggest breaking news. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. This is a wild episode. It's wild. No rules. No rules. You may already know, but he doesn't because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. Right, here's the news. So, first up, official trailer for Squirrel with a Gun. That's right. It's exactly what it says on the tin. Squirrel with a Gun (laughs) is a game that's been, um, I think it's been done through Unity, hasn't it? It'll have to be. Yeah. And it it was uh, created by, fuck, I forgot the guys, uh, what they did before. This guy uh, made another (laughs) game. You're really good at this news thing, Biggie. Well, yeah, I know, because I I was going to actually, I suddenly realised I remembered that they did something. Everyone knows. I forgot what it is. Anyway, it's uh, yeah. It's basically it's not about goat you. simulator, is it? it? Well, I guess it's not too far from that. You are running around with a regular sized squirrel, but you're holding a regular sized gun, so it's massive to the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I've wish listed this. Have you, mate? And you can use the gun to rob oh, people, solve puzzles, and apparently fight nasty men in black, kind of agent type people. I've seen the trailer. It looks yeah, really weird yeah. and mad and fun and everything. There's actually like death animations, isn't there? There's like kills. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, like like finishing moves. It's, it's very weird, but it, to me, it's just Goat Simulator. It just screams that. Like, it's fine for a couple of hours. Never touch again. <laughs> yeah, if it's a few quid, I'll get it. it absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, we've now the, the one that every movie fan has asked for, a 10th Saw movie will be released. 
in October 2023 what? in the theatres, apparently. Or it'd be streaming. So does that count Spiral as being the ninth one? Or was there yes. a Saw 9? The Book of no, Saw, it was called, wasn't it? Spiral, The Book of Saw, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah, and then... Really weird film with Chris Rock Isn't that why Samuel Chris Rock Jackson got, got smacked because of that film? <laughs> no, that was, that, that was just some toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very good. That the last one. It's your bad film. sequel out your motherfucking. I mouth. think. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, it'd be nice to try and do something a little clever with it, rather than it just being torch upon. Because, like, I think the, the first f- saw the first is two, genius. The first two are, are really clever. Uh, and yeah. then they just, and then it just became a. How can we do more disgusting things to people in these elaborate yeah. traps? And there isn't really a plot. And yet somehow, I, even though he's dead, like, he's managing to kill it, like be part of this. It's, yeah, yeah, the last one I saw, the actual guy, Jigsaw, whatever his name is, he's died. <laughs> yeah. And they still kept but it going. Well, his disciples and followers and all that bullshit, innit? Oh, oh for God's God. sakes. Mining it for so, infinite films. Oof. Mm-hmm. But you still managed to rec- he still oh, managed sorry. to record all like the messages and voices for people. <laughs> yeah, that'll go. That'll go straight to video on demand. It'll go straight to video on demand and tan. More busier than gadget. It won't. It's in all those the tapes. It'll go on the cinema because that's the kind of shit that sells. Put that out at Halloween. That's the shit that sells loads at Halloween. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's to draw draw teenagers and people in their twenties go to see schlocky horror films at the cinema on Halloween. It's so they can go necking. Sorry, I'm taking my belt off here. No rules. Oh, God, he's stripping and everything. Oh, no rules, let's go. <laughs> no Audiences should be glad this is an audio-only version. <laughs> my belt was just digging into my ass. I thought, fuck it, that's breaking news. Oodles takes his belt off. <laughs> I'll put your pants back on, man. What's wrong with you? Stop, stop oh, windmilling. Pa- pa- <laughs> yes. Next. Uh, next up, we have an interesting one. Activist Sasheen Littlefeather has finally received an apology, this is mental, but almost 50 years after the 1973 Oscars, in which she was booed and jeered and threatened with arrest and assault after declining an award for the Godfather on Marlon Brando's behalf. It just, <laughs> the mind just... What the fuck? Just, Have you never heard this story before? Yeah, I knew about I it. I knew about yeah. it. I just... No, I didn't. Yeah, it, it, sma- it smacks of too little too late when it takes them 50 years yeah. to show some actual compassion and humanity to somebody. Mm. She was heavily involved in the Native American activist community. And obviously this was during a time when, unfortunately, well, I'm not saying that racism has clearly not disappeared or anything, but just... yeah, she Worse. Was just, <laughs> just, yeah, John Wayne tried to like remove her from the stage, and yeah. someone else tried to like said they were going to go up there and try and like punch her or something. It was just fucking yeah, it's outrageous. Just, yeah, it was to be honest. And yes, it has taken fifty too long. years later. Just can't believe that. It's absolutely so sad to hear, hear. I mean, it's good that they've clearly now apologised, but yeah, like you say, it's just <laughs> yeah. But so long weeks ago. after praise launched, you know what I mean. Is it anything to do with mm. that? Like people accepting native culture as, as cool again? It's disgusting. It's fucking horrible. No, I think I think I think it's because there's been like some kind of staff and leadership changes within the academy. So, like, you'd hope so. Younger people, at least. 
I mean, I mean, like very recently. It's like the I think they're oh. trying to clean up their image, especially after the Will Smith Chris Rock thing. They were yeah. trying it with uh, Hollywood Foreign Press, weren't they? As well, with, um, yeah. They, they, they are just old lizards that were running. And, that. And, 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 yeah, even things like you know, they've they've stopped saying like foreign film now. It's like yeah, is it like yeah. non English film or something? Non English like speaking, mm. yeah, or non English language. I mean, in in all fairness, she has responded. She has said. Um, she expressed her happiness with the mistreated mistreatment being acknowledged nearly five decades later. This is a dream come true, she said in the statement. It's profoundly heartwarming to see how much has changed since I did not accept the Academy Award 50 years ago. I'm proud of each and every person who will appear on stage. So she's taken it quite gracefully, but um, yeah. it's one thing it really shouldn't have happened. Um, it's a time. It's baffling. 50 years ago is a different time, in it? No, that's not an excuse, but yeah, it's... <sighs> Better late than never, I guess. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, because uh, up next, okay. George R. R. Martin <laughs> oh, dear. has given up predicting when he'll finish A Song of Ice and Fire. So me, have we, George. Was, so me, have we. Means he's given up. <laughs> not not the rest. Just He's given up. He's gone to I'm find a field you, to die in. <laughs> I've, said, <laughs> I've said this before. He saw the backlash to that ending. Yeah. And, and that was thought, his ending. Fuck. Yeah. And he's having to rewrite his story. Yeah. He gave them the ending. They they went with it, did a shit job with it, and he thought, I have to do something about this. I reckon that was his ending. Yeah, no, it was right. his ending. They, they, they said, he, he gave them the ending because he knew that he wasn't going to get the next book out in time for the end of the series. Yeah. Because HBO were working much faster than he does. So like D and D had spoke to him and they said, "Oh, well, how does it end?" And he says, "Oh, well, she's going to go mental and she's going to like fulfill the Targaryen legacy, you know, of mad yeah, kings which, and mad rulers." I never had but a problem with that. It to the end. It's just the way they rushed it. Yeah, you could yeah. have told that story gradually, but she literally like flicked, flicked yeah, flicked, flicked like that exactly. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Oh well, she's Targaryen, isn't she? Yeah. Sorry, Game of Thrones yeah, spoilers, but I think if you're interested, I don't, I you've watched it by now. You've watched it by now, haven't you? If you get, if you cared, yeah. Just watch, I, I just think can't seriously rewrite it. <laughs> Game of Thrones news now to me is just nothing. When we're we're at the crux of getting like this new Lord of the Rings show, and like I I know we're at the crux of getting this new Game of Thrones show, but it just doesn't. It starts starts next week. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't grab well, me as much it, as you're listening to it. Yeah, it doesn't grab me as much as this Lord of the Rings one. Yeah, well, yeah, there is that. It is a great world. It is a great world. But the the, the thing know. is, what what is, what is so spectacular about the Game of Thrones downfall is that it shit the bed. So, like, loads of shows have like bad endings, but people still enjoy them. Yes, you know, like yeah, you know, like a lot of people say, like, How I Met Your Mother had a really terrible ending, but most people can like casually watch episodes of it. Yes, yes. Game of Thrones shit the bed so hard that no one like it just fell out of pop culture over the space of about a month. Because like, no it, it one tarnished it. everything like, it had done. Yeah. You don't see like, you know, merchandise or artwork or fan no, art or anything like that coming out now. Like like other properties that have ended like 20, 30 years ago, you still like see like new kind of figurines in like uh, in geek shops and stuff like that, but nothing for Game of Thrones. It is shit so hard. You do all you see with Game of Thrones is free to play mobile games yeah. constantly. Or the, that's the, um, the 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 free folk subreddit, which is actually really funny because they just make memes absolutely trash in the show. Yeah, it's just a shame. It's just a, I, I, ugh, I, I, there's no way to fix it at this point. There's no edit that no, can fix you, that you, show anymore. So maybe this House of the Dragon 
Could just, I don't know, palette well, cleanser. I'm still looking at, forward at to House of the Dragon because at the end of the day, I like high budget, high fantasy, you know? I like Matt Smith as well. Yeah, Matt Smith is great. Um, so, you know, as seeing as it doesn't have D&D anywhere near them, like yeah, so they won't get they, they have been cast off into the ether. No fucker wants to work with them. Great. No. This has the potential to be very good. And I've enjoyed the trailers that have come out of it so far. But Yeah, very good concept. But yeah. yeah, but I still think Lord of Rings is exciting. Oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, George Martin's not finishing those books ever. Is he fucked? Well, he's got a weird comment as <laughs> I well. I might finish it for him. His, his little comment says, uh, I do find it a little grisly, people speculating online about what's going to happen to the rest of the books when I die. Well, finish it, you twat. Mental. He's got co- he's got he's got COVID right now, so it's it's a really prescient thing that he says when that interview came out. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's finding a field and he's just going to die in it. How old, how old like is he? Like a dog or a cat? Seventy three or seventy four, something like that. Seventy three years old. Not no offense, George, but he doesn't look in the particularly the best of health most of the times. It's no wonder people think nope. that he's. <laughs> I I know he listens to this, so just get on with it, George. Let's go. Tell you a show that did have a good ending. Friends. Anyway, moving on. Um, it didn't have a very good ended, actually. It didn't have a good beginning, middle, yeah, or You've end. never seen anything past <laughs> one series, so you shush. That's it's enough. Not. Now, this is I am definitely interested in. I'm just fingers crossed on this one. So the Fallout TV show had some leaked images. Now, I know it's not very good for a podcast, but you should go and check them out because they've definitely nailed, or looks like they've nailed, the aesthetics of what's inside the vault. Outside yeah, the really buildings we talked about before, it's it looks good. it's on the right track, should we say? Not enough yeah. junk in those images for me. <laughs> no, but to, to be fair, you're just seeing static images. Wiggle it in motion. That's when the junk happens. The physics breaks. <laughs> but if someone doesn't clip kept... through a wall in the first episode, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> people have been zooming in on the images, and it looks like like the vault. The, so, what, so what the images were showing is basically the inside of one of the vaults, um, and people have kind of picked out that this is Vault Thirty Two. Um, wow. Which is a new vault that hasn't been in the law before, um, but if you go by the numbering of it, Vault Thirty Two would mean it's either New California Republic or the Mojave, so it could be New Vegas. Yeah, I think it's. It might It'd be, be cheaper way. for them to shoot a, 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 a Fallout film in the desert. It'd be way cheaper. Oh yeah, so yeah, so like New, new Vegas sounds like it could be it could be an option, or yeah. New California Republic, which is also supposed to be a desert. Yeah, it just make it. It makes shows, especially post post apocalyptic shows, cheaper. Yeah, that's like look look at Book of Eli, that film, desert. Yeah, but so so this goes along with like there were some leaked photos of um, uh, they converted an old strip mall into uh, a super duper mart. Yeah, uh, and they had nice. uh, all, like some like old rusted out Corvega looking cars around, and like they've nailed the visual style. I think so. so. Good. At the very least, someone within the production gives a shit about the Fallout franchise, and I like it. Like. Yeah. All like the little posters or the knickknacks around the sets look right, and they look appropriately aged and stuff. So I I'm want excited. to see a, a, a ballistic fuck ton of bobbleheads. Ah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I just want to see them out everywhere. Plus, you know, it's got Walton Goggins in it, so yes, he's so good. He's the bobblehead. So good. Yeah, he is. If he's, he's so good. He's in got to he be does. playing a ghoul. Imagine if he's playing a ghoul. Mm. We said it before. He looks like he does look like one, but you know, he's just if, he, if he's just walking, going, "All right, smooth skin." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, Go- Goggins does no wrong. He's one of the best character actors today. He's sensitive, and he plays the weird ones well. Yeah, think of it. Think of him in uh, Hateful Eight. My God, you can't take your eyes off him. Oh yeah, he was so good. Oh, so he's the, he's the best, best, the best thing in Ant Man and the Wasp. 
Yeah. He is. He is. Na- nailed on. Nailed on. <laughs> the rest Sunny of the <laughs> And speaking of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming in November in hardback, ebook, and audio. I know at least one person's excited about this. Three spine shattering tales of fright from Garth Marenghi's long lost mm. multi volume epic, Terror Tome. I fucking scream like a girl when I saw this on Twitter. I loved Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. It's one of the best things Channel 4 has ever put out. It's sensational. And it's the thing that gave us Matt Berry. It was his, it was his first major acting role. And Richard Ayoade. Yeah. And just just the fact that um, the, the, they've written a book in Garth Marenghi's style. Like, it's the one thing that had to happen. Um, yeah, because that's what he was, a novelist. Yeah. And I really hope that it's... Um, it, it, it's done in his style, you know, just like overuse over of symbolism and imagery. Because I love those those opening yeah, sequences to each show where he's like introducing the episode of Dark Players and he's just like reading one of his books it's just like blood, lots of blood, even more blood, so much blood, <laughs> all of the blood. It's just like <laughs> ridiculous shit. Like I, I'm, I actually have it pre-ordered in hardback because I need it in my life. So excited. <laughs> I've been yeah. watching some clips of... Uh... Dark Place, was it? Yeah, Dark Place, yeah. Yeah, I've uh, been watching yeah. a few highlights of that. I've not, I've not seen the show, so I'm definitely going to uh, check that out. I'll get it watched. So this one's the next one's a bit cryptic, because it was on Twitter, and it was the profile of PC Game Pass for Xbox. Uh, Death Stranding apparently may be coming to PC Game Pass, because the clip, the image behind the logo on Twitter, had what looked like a scene taken from Death Stranding. The internet went wild. Lots of people saying, no, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. And then somebody said, well, the picture behind that clip is definitely taken from Death Stranding. Sony own the game, apparently. So right, I'm not in, quite sure. Uh, uh, no, so, Sony don't technically... They, Sony don't own the PC rights to the game. They financed it. They financed it. It's using their engine, but it was published on PC by 505 Games. And they have the license for what yes. happens to it on PC. So uh, if 505 Games want to put it on PC Game Pass, they will. it won't go to Xbox Game Pass because that'll be a, that'll be a condition because no, exactly. the console version is what Sony properly owns. But also because Sony's been converting a lot of their games to PC anyway. So yeah. PC Game Pass would be a way to get Sony it will, games it, it could, it, Yeah, It could release, but it'll have no Xbox like, uh, like branding on it whatsoever. No, no. It'll be a proper third-party game on Game Pass, but even just the idea of of having like a PlayStation yeah. exclusive on PC Game Pass is wild. Do you know when you um Death Stranding on PC and you can play it with uh, Xbox controller? Does it does the prompts have Xbox yeah. Yeah. buttons? Yeah. That's that's mental. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, because it's just your PC picking up the fact you're using a Xbox controller. No, I'm, I'm I, I know I know that. I mean, obviously the 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 UI the UI has a lot of buttons, doesn't it? Yeah, but it? if you if you're using a, a DualShock like a Four or a DualSense, it, sh- it shows the PlayStation buttons. It's picking up which controller yeah, you're using, and the UI changes on yeah. that. I said, I think it's fucking cool. Mm. I think it's cool because some don't. Well, didn't used to do that, did they? It was just always. It was always just Xbox. Whatever it yeah. was. Well, just speaking about which, yeah, obviously, yeah. like you mentioned, a lot of. What looks like Sony games are coming to PC, and apparently Spider Man's launched the remaster version's launched really well on the PC, and apparently it's running really smooth on the Steam Deck I hear as well. Look at them mods, mate. Look at them mods <laughs> <laughs> flying around <laughs> as the uh, kingpin. <laughs> I've seen that. That was yeah. funny. 
Doesn't she look quite cool as well? When the kingpin's doing that little crouch at end edge at building, it's fucking sensational. <laughs> have, you not, have you not seen the mod that turns kingpin into Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> there's, there's always a Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> there's always mod. a Thomas yeah. mod. I um, yeah, I, I'm so impressed about how many things are actually working on the Steam Deck. Oh no, he's talking about Steam Deck. <laughs> uh, Biggie mentioned it. He's done me. it. It's a new Marvel. Bingo cards. Tick. <laughs> Not me, though. I just spend my time fucking around with the settings. <laughs> you don't yeah, play no. it. That's what we That's do. That's what Oodles would do if you Playing, ever Playing games. Uh, there's no way I'd play a game on Steam Deck. I'd just be fiddling. <laughs> so just be fiddling all the time. Oh, there's a different app here for you. It's emulators. Fuck around Ooh. with that for a few hours. Ooh, fiddle, yeah. fiddle, fiddle. Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. Ooh, look at that anti-aliasing. If Ooh. someone wants to buy me Spider-Man for, the, for Steam, though, I'll gladly check it out on the Steam Deck and report back. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure you will. I think oodles. He'll play it for five minutes and go, yeah, it runs. Oodles summed it up perfectly <laughs> when you talk about emulation before, and you're just like, let's see if it works, and then that's it. You move on yeah. to the next one. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you're not interested. You don't give a fuck there about. There are a game. few games I am going to play. I promise. I don't believe there you. Are. <laughs> there are. <laughs> next. Okay, next next one really made me chuckle. So uh, EA technically scored an own goal with FIFA 23 pricing. Now, this is really cool. So EA has admitted it accidentally listed its most recent FIFA release on the Epic Game Store in India for a tiny 4.80 rupees, which is roughly 5p here in the <laughs> Damn UK. Damn it, I wish I'd have seen that. I'd have bought it for 5p. <laughs> Loads of people did. Loads of people did. That VPN. And that's not the end of it either. on that day. Because to add insult to injury, this listing wasn't simply for that standard copy. It was for the ultimate edition. And that should have gone for an equivalent conversion rate of £37. So I'm guessing you're looking at, what, 69 70 quid over here? Yeah. For that version. I mean, yeah. They've had to honor they They're currently <sighs> going to honor all the purchases. I just, there's no way I'm buying FIFA again. I still, I, I still, pay, I still play um, FIFA 20, I think. Still play that. I don't need to buy. I don't need to buy another. Apparently, the discount was ninety nine point ninety eight percent. It's apparently the highest ever. So someone's in trouble. And speaking of trouble, Hulu's up and coming <laughs> Hellraiser reboot has been rated R for its horror, violence, gore, language, nudity, content, graphic. You name it. It's apparently in it. Um, apparently, this Hellraiser. film stars Jamie Clayton. Yeah, I didn't even know there was going to be a reboot, and it's got no release date so far. Did Hellraiser need a reboot? But I'm up for it. Yes. Does no. it need a reboot? I like it. I like no. the property. Oh, it needs a reboot big time. The sequels that came after... Four, is, four was pushing it. Uh, Hellraiser in space. Three is but everything after but is yeah, absolute dog shit. I've seen them all. Yeah, yeah but could it not just been oh, one I of those have... things that just stayed dead? No, no, no! You could do something from that property. I mean, they are going back to pun intended. Going back to um, Pinhead being um, uh, female, so right. So, so are they, are they re like in the like yeah. in the books? So they're not remaking the first one, though. They're actually just continuing no. the story or doing like a new timeline kind of thing. They're probably remaking, Clyde remaking Parker's it or book. rebooting it. Yeah, just right. adapt, adapting it. But yeah, there was there was, there was, there was the. There's eight with Doug Brady, Bradley, or Bradley, Doug Bradley in it. Um, and then, yeah, Bradley, yeah then Bradley, they did Bradley. two, what, like, really, really, really bad ones that are, like, 
one out of ten on IMDb or stuff like that. I never bothered right. watching them. But they tried to go a bit psychological more than like or an out and out gross horror. And did you watch that one with the um the um the investigative journalist? Yeah. The, the the director is really <laughs> clearly trying to be like David Lynch esque with someone like with a couple of them in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nah, it's bad. I just like it when there was a shagging and then blood came out. <laughs> it's just <laughs> terrible. And then the eighth one is like set in the real world and they end up like in this virtual reality world where they get terrorized by Pinhead. Yeah, it's an MMORPG, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> it's fucking tear your soul apart. Because remember, yeah, it's based on the, the Hellbound Heart, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it's based on. Yeah, I've, I've, I've only seen the first itself one. So. fucked up. I do need to read the book Ugh. at some point. I keep meaning to. It's fucked up. It's it, dirty sexy. Fact, the, dirty sexy. There's some uh, Hellraiser comics as well. Some of the stories were quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Worth, uh, I did. I did like the uh, the crossover Hellraiser and Ghost Rider. That was a good episode. <laughs> I can't wait for uh, Hellraiser versus Alien. Versus yeah, they actually call it Hellraiser as well. Or, like Scooby Doo, Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that, uh, for those of you that are interested, One Punch Man apparently season three is officially announced. Took a sweet time. In ages now, and since season There's one two. person interested. Oodles is, was giving a little dance. See, see, yeah, I yeah. love it. I, 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 I fucking love One Punch Man. I adore it. It's the anti-anime anime. It's super special, I think. Yeah, not seen it at all. Can't comment. You look like him. There it is. Maybe swiftly on. <laughs> now, in our Discord, Oodles showed this particular interesting bag of crisps the other week and blew my mind because I have now tasted these. And they are the, I think they're the uh, real McCoy, whatever they are, double crisp, whatever it is. Fi- fiery prawn. Yeah. Oh, they are amazing. And the goods. Really and nice. the goods. Yeah. So nice. Apparently, uh, I can only find them in Tesco's, but uh, exclusive. Yeah, I have tried that. Very, very nice. And I was happy and thought nothing else could beat that. But then our Discord blew up because it also found something else that's apparently being released. On the it's crisp. Knickknacks, scampi and lemon. Oh, After 14 back. years. It's, it's back. back, baby! Yeah. We'll have to redo the crisp <laughs> episode now, aren't we? They are mm. god tier crisps. Oh, they are absolutely, they are absolutely stunning crisps. And people that are scampi and lemon grow up. Just grow the fuck up. Like, it's insane. Like, you know, scampi fries in the pub, they were an all right replacement for it, but they're not the same. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, they're not the same. Oh, big chunky lemony hit. Mm. That scampi breath. Oh. Oh. <laughs> stench, that Those, glorious stench. Your fingers stench. covered in the. Uh, fingers. Covered in the. Yeah. You Ooh. smell them. Oh. Oh. God. Like ribbon saucy, they're going to have to get the back of the queue now. No longer the top dog in terms of knickknacks. No, yeah, yeah, I agree, mate. Oh, I'm so happy. Apparently, they've already been spotted in the wild. I was on, um, I was on uh, TikTok. Someone grabbed a bag, one pound, big multi, mm. big grab bag. They were just eating them. He's going, they're better than they used to be. He's going insane. This is this is going to be the point where Oodles finally puts weight on, because he's just yeah. going to gorge oh, on scampi, scampi and lemon oh. knickknacks. <laughs> I fucking love them. People that have never yeah, tried nice. them, you are in for the biggest treat of your life. 
I love them. Yeah, we, we might have to do another quiz. Battle, well, that would we? just win, wouldn't it? We'd have to basically just take yeah, one, what's point? Take everything that we had and move it down one notch, and then put scanty limit right at the top. <laughs> it's just such a good crisp. It's just it's got everything you want. It's an unusual flavour. You grab a packet of crisps not to have cheese and onion. Cheese and onion. It's just a standard flavour that you, you get. You, you chose scanty cheese and onion. Lemon. Yeah, I've changed you my mind. You brought cheese and onion as one of the two best flavors. <laughs> yeah, because it's just a stalwart, isn't it? It's a stalwart, oh, but seriously, is, scampi. You chose poorly. Beep, beep. beep. That's <laughs> backtracking. No, no, no. Genuinely, like, scampi. It's just, it's just excited everything about it. I'd like, like if if they, oh, I just want them to bring out like a football jersey, but it's just a scampi and lemon packet of crisps. I'd wear that with pride. Scratch and sniff. With pride. Oh, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Do you, do you like them, them, them flavour sticks? Yeah. Do you like them? Oh, good luck. I just, I, I've, ne- I've met a few people that just can't stand it. And, it's, I just, and I just those people understood. we call wrong. And we ask them politely yeah, but yeah. firmly to leave. <laughs> yeah, it's just mental. I'm just going to, I can't wait. I just can't wait. So excited. As soon as I see him, bang, snapped up. You're going to stink out the car on the way to the podcast over them, aren't you? Mm. No, not, not in the bring car. Yeah. Ooh, not in the car. <laughs> I like him, but I can't be doing with strong smells in a long car journey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have him in my pocket like a dirty old man. Pocket, <laughs> in my leather jacket and they're just getting warm. No, and like, eating. Uh, it's an episode of It's Always Sunny where Frank has sausages poking out his top yes. pocket. Yeah. So he can just... Pocket meat. Pocket meat. Just going to have... Oh, God, I'm so down to fuck with that. It's biggest news at week. You can't top that. You haven't got any more news stories, have you? Yeah, he's got lots. I have a few, but it will be difficult to top that. Yeah. So there's been a few uh, announcements thanks to Jeff Keeney on um, Twitter with the up-and-coming Gamescom opening night, which is happening live next week. Really? A few things that have been mentioned that surprised a few people. Apparently, Telltale Games are doing an adaption of the TV series The Expanse. No way. So looking, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, we, I think we knew about this, didn't we, at the beginning of the it year? It was rumoured, yeah, but nothing kind of official yeah. came out of it. Are, they, it just are makes Telltale sense. still doing it in that same format then? Like, same style, yeah. but just yeah. better engine? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's because they're owned by, is it Skydance now or something like that? Sky, Skybound. Skybound, that's it. I know things. Look at him, finger on the and pulse. the same people <laughs> are also making, um, thanks to some link to box art, uh, new tales from the Borderlands as well. No, that was a good game. Yeah, yeah. I've, like got that. That. I've got that. I've got that ready. I've got that ready because you told me you don't have to really like Borderlands to, to like no, it. Tale, it's just tales good. from the Borderlands is great. It, it yeah, links I to the game. I love Walking it's Dead. I love it. Well. Love Walking Dead. Love love the Game of Thrones once better than the final season of Game of Thrones. And I liked the uh, the Wolf Among Us, which is getting a sequel um, as well, isn't it? So Batman. the ba- the Batman ones. I played all them on my Switch. They were fucking great. Yeah, I did. Uh, so, yeah. I did the Walking Dead season one and two, and then I did the Wolf Among Us, and then I kind of I got bored of the format. Like yeah, I yeah, liked yeah. what they were yeah. doing, but I did. I, I did it for everything. Yeah, because 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 they fucked them over. They, they went on like a four-year romp of just releasing like two or three games a year, and they just gradually got worse over time. They kept losing quality, didn't they? Yeah, and the, uh, the game, the, so the game of Thrones one, the Game of Thrones one should have yeah. been like two or three seasons of it, but they kind of fucked the story around a little bit and fucked with the license too much. On the Batman one, and I really liked the the second season of that, but on the last episode, the climactic last episode. 
uh, for some reason, Batman's head was uh, detached from his body and just walking outside <laughs> of him for, for, for like 30 minutes. I was like, this is fucked up. And I, every time I reloaded the game, it was just doing the same. I was like, this is it. Batman's just a decapitated man now. Well, I, I, I played the, <laughs> the first season of The Walking Dead like on the PS4 remaster. And it was still janky yeah. as all shit. Like, it still yeah. ran like a bag of spanners, despite it having coming out like four years earlier on the PC. It paused every time the scene slightly just adjusted yeah. camera angles. <laughs> it's a poof, big pause. <laughs> Let it load. Fucking shy, but so, so. As, as, as narrative games go, top tier. The narrative writing was really good. They just kind of fucked with it. Yeah. They didn't have the good technology behind it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bang up Fire Expanse. Bang up. Hopefully there'll be some uh, more footage and news concerning the Hogwarts legacy, which has been delayed and delayed and apparently still coming we out. We talk about this every fucking week. Yeah, it's got to be. It's like end of February. Yeah. 2029. 20, 20, it'll, yeah, it'll be delayed again. Um, <laughs> Dying Light 2 people DLC. Forget, people forget what fucking Hogwarts is by the time that turns up. <laughs> What's what? Hogwarts? They'll think it's an yeah. STI. Even I've forgotten. <laughs> that's good that's good Piggy that's good oh, I've got galloping Hogwarts oh not again not again there's never that cream galloping out. Hogwarts <laughs> get that cream out also being shown apparently will be Sonic Frontiers yeah. and the Callisto <laughs> Protocol with a demo do you know what that's, that Sonic Frontiers is my favourite thing at the moment because it's just hilarious oh it's so bad it's just a tech demo. It's just, they'll get they're just selling a tech demo to idiot Sonic fans. It's going to be insane, I'm not, and I'm going to buy it day one. <laughs> I'm not going to watch whatever they put on the Callisto Protocol because I'm now in kind of media blackout on it. I want to go in as raw as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's sometimes wise. Stig did that. we last like, a few films, didn't you, mate? Yeah, with one this one that I watched this week. It makes you feel good though, doesn't it? When you when you just don't yep. know nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And speaking about going raw, uh, Elden Ring has now apparently sold 16.6 million copies as of June Good. 22. Good. It's an excellent game. It deserves it. It's That means the DLCs, it's got to be coming beginning of next D- year. D- DLC, well, I don't think it'll be beginning of next year. I think it'll be next summer. Um, you reckon? Because I have a feeling, just based on the game itself, that they're going to be enormous. I think they're going to make the I think yeah. they're going to make the three Dark Souls two DLCs look like peanuts compared to them. I'm expect I'm, I'm ex- I'd, I'd, I'd pay another I'd pay another forty quid for that. Yeah, I'm kind of at this point expecting like a new area of the world and possibly up to two legacy dungeons. I'm into it. Yeah, I need to complete the f- into it. actual game first and and some proper PvP I, arenas I, rather than just using Raya Lucaria. Mate, you know my PvP build's been ready, and I'm I'm on like a fucking fifty to ten winning streak at the moment. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I need I need a PvP area that people actually want me to fight them. <laughs> like these these, these fight clubs that I've been in, I keep getting banned, <laughs> getting kicked out. It's fucking pissing me off. I'm just too raw for them. I'm too epic. I'm too. I'm just a gamer, man. I'm just Gabor. a gamer. It's apparently already outsold Demon Souls, every single Dark Souls entry, Bloodborne and Sekiro. All together, I think. <laughs> just a few weeks after the launch. I was going to say, it very easily outsold Demon Souls because that only had like 900,000 copies made or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
were, it's just it's just an excellent game. And the more I think back to it, because I, I I've completed this game twice since Platinum in it. That's how much I like the game, and it it is probably up there with game of year now, isn't yeah. it? It's, I can't. I just I just can't fathom another game that's hit that. High. I mean, I have got a game of the year that I want to have, but it's. As, as mass appeal, that's got to win out the world. It has to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, at I mean, this I'm... rate, at this rate, Elden Ring is selling. It could apparently surpass 27 million total sales of the entire Dark Souls series, which <sighs> has been amassed over nearly 10 years. I mean, so if... Elden Ring is clearly it deserves hit, it. A, hit, a, hit a mark, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm two-thirds yeah. of the way through my second playthrough. It's, it, it's, it's basically become my kind of comfort game now. Where I don't know what what else to play, or if I'm stuck in Sekiro or something, I'll go in and play Dark Souls, uh, Elden Ring for a little bit. You play it properly, though. Unlike me, you take your time and look around. Yeah. I just go. <laughs> oh yeah, you hoon it. Absolutely <laughs> hoon it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Now, like, you know, the first playthrough of Elden Ring is the big one because that's when you get all the exploration stuff and you get all the all the big moments. And like you get killed like, all the time. when you start the second run of the game, everything feels. A little bit worse because you know where to go and you know what's there and all that. But then you start really paying attention to stuff, and I'm still noticing stuff I haven't seen before or fights I never found. Or yeah, me too. Um, yeah, it's it's just such a good game. So many layers for everything, and you know when you start I following up, the lore I, I, and stuff. I picked up a weapon. I picked up a weapon that even after my like five or six run throughs, I've never seen before, and I just picked it up and I was like, "Holy shit! I've got a build built around this now." Yeah. So I had to start again. <laughs> it's just insane. So good. What value? Mm. Next. So this is uh, a lot of uh, disclosure. I get a lot of my news from your know, obvious gaming websites, etc. And this came from Empire today, which I did a little bit of a hunt around. And I like this. I did not know about this. So apparently on Disney Plus, you know, on DVDs, Blu-rays, etc., you have all the making of documentaries yeah. and such forth. Well, apparently Disney Plus has. Um, loads of making of for a lot of its products that are coming out, whether it's the Mandalorian, uh, Pixar's turning red. And apparently they've got these documentaries that dive into sort of the light and magic to do with, uh, ILM, the visual effects company that did star Wars. There's some real immense, you know, like really six good. episodes worth of, yeah. Yeah. Making of the star Wars and empire strikes back and so forth. And I just did not know they were there. I, Clearly, don't be surprised too much, but just didn't realize there was an option to you look at this find stuff. Them. Find them. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some of them. Empire, really yeah. that out. I'm going to watch Light and Magic. The th- the th- you can say a lot of things about Disney, that, about the, uh, the company, the way it operates, but they're very good at putting out content that people are interested in. Yeah. Like, like I, I love a good yeah. making of documentary because, you know, once I've seen something and I love it, I do like to see how the sausage is made. You know, I like to see what they went through and how they made things and the, just how the decisions were done. Like, especially if it's like, like an animated thing, because I love seeing the voice actors in the studio. It's always so much fun for me seeing mm. that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, watch this space, Light and Magic. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Same. Uh, actor Jonah Hill says he uh, will no longer promote his own films to protect his mental health. The actor and director wow. has penned an open letter revealing his near 20-year struggle with anxiety attacks, which are exasperated by media appearances and public-facing events. This is also alongside uh, Tom Holland, who's taking a break from social media as well. I think it's... Uh, Fair play to them. 
Yeah, I'm not so surprised. So what, what he means is like he doesn't want to do press junkets yeah, and stuff yeah, like that, which it sounds to me like hell. It sounds to me like hell. Just answering the same questions uh, every week. It's literally no, no. Like, it's 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 sitting in the same seat for ten hours, having hundreds of media companies come through. Yeah. Do you know? Like I, I, I read a thing on, about Jonah Hill of of a month, and he was talking about. For for years, everyone just sat down. He's done these press junkets all day, every day, and they were saying, "So the weight loss, or oh, the weight gain." It's like, fuck off. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Why would you want to talk about that all day, every day? Of course, it's making his anxiety fucking go through the, the roof. Pre- the, the press have been really unfair to Jonah Hill over the years because everything has been about yeah. how he looks. Like I think he, I think yeah. he booted off with uh, with E at some point because they were like showing photos of him, like paparazzi photos of him on a holiday. Like and he was wearing a wetsuit and yeah. you know he's a slightly tubby guy at the time and wetsuits don't look great on people who aren't supermodel thin and and, and they they mm. put some shitty headline up and he just absolutely put them on blast on Instagram about it. But then he he, he does he does create he gets really really skinny then and looks ill because obviously how he how he feels yeah. he's str- he's struggling with who he, he said, is. He said you know he's what I mean? just going to give up on that now and just going to be who he like just be him. He's happy with where he's at now. Yeah, yeah, and like with with Tom Holland as well. All you ever see are clips of him at a different press junket. Yeah, that's his life. Yeah, especially if the ridiculous the block. Actual, he, the, he's a kid. He's a fucking kid. Yeah, and within Wee's relationship with Zendaya, it's like fucking. I'll just give the kids a rest, man. I think that's why he's probably happy it's that. Disgusting. That's probably why he's happy that the next Spider-Man film hasn't been announced or kind of. Titled. I bet he like is. He gets to have a couple, a couple eat, of years having a break. Yeah, eating pot noodles and just being a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's fucking noodles. ridiculous. Well, he's not allowed to eat stuff, is he? Because he's on that strict fucking regime that they make him, make him have. Mm. Ridiculous. Poor, poor fuckers. I should go on one of those. <laughs> I know it's not the hardest job in the world acting, but it's all the other I stuff. Know, I, I, I don't, don't know. Put, it puts them through some horrible stress and... Like, yeah, of course it does. Yeah, you see, like like uh, Chris Hemsworth wasn't he having to take steroids for the last Thor film or something like that to bump him up to the right shape? He was. He, he had to. He had to completely dehydrate himself a lot. Yeah, yeah, and it caused mega migraines. Hugh Jackman did that. You see, um, X two yeah. where he bursts out of the water and he's literally yeah. like, yeah, his yeah. muscle is just kind of. St- his skin nope, is just like stuck to his muscles because he said he just didn't drink anything for like two days, three days. Yeah, it's awful. It's not healthy. No. It's not. No. Yeah, we're not surprised. Not, not surprised. He's, tech- he's just said, fuck it. Let other people in the film do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. people forget about John O'Hill. He's an Oscar winning actor as well. Do you know what I mean? He's, Os- he's got o- some. Oscar winning writer as well. Remember, he's. Yeah, he's got, he's, got, he's got some stock behind him. He, he can just say, I'm not doing that anymore. Like people like. Um, and Robert De Niro and stuff, they just they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, Harrison like, Ford's a notorious difficult person yeah. to interview. Yeah, as well. I'm not doing that shit. I'll, I'll come on a talk show if we're not talking about me. I mean, people <laughs> do you know people I mean? don't talk Jonah Hill up enough. I mean, I mean, I mean cr- credit to how good he is. He he was pretty much overshadowing a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street. Like I remember yeah. a lot yeah. more of Jonah Hill's scenes than I do of um, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio's. I have to think people just. Kind of associating with super bad too much, and they just think which is a terrible film. I they hate do. That film. No, it's a great film, but <laughs> it's he, it's what he's associated with because that's where he blew yeah. up. Superbad's great. Yeah, no, I, I I didn't get on with it mostly because I found his character 
insufferable. Oh yeah, his character is well insufferable. Seth, I like Superman. Uh, no. I do. Finally, this one's snuck in. I snuck from, it in because uh, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I saw this on TikTok. It's amazing. <laughs> so, and I quote: "Hilarious, unauthorized production of Hamilton has apparently gone viral." And hashtag Scamilton, <laughs> the, the Door Christian Fellowship miniseries. No idea what that is. Ministries. Located in. Not miniseries. <laughs> oh, ministries, sorry. It's a fucking church. <laughs> sorry, ministries. Located in McAllen in Texas, has put on two showings of the production before it was slammed for not obtaining the rights and changing key lines in the script. Apparently, people have been posting clips on TikTok using the hashtags Scamerton and Illegal Hamilton. Yeah, appar- apparently the, um, <laughs> they also decided to change a few things around, so the message was kind of lost. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me when there's a big uh, push in the, in, the, in the show's big push on immigrants and how they're so important. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have, have, have you seen any of the clips, Stig? No, I've, I've come off TikTok for a bit, so I've not seen anything. Oh, some of them are fucking incredible. Oh, he's having a detox. He's having the, a detox. Um, there's, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a couple of them with like people, people singing to Alexander Hamilton about how, how God is the only way for him to be happy, and oh, he needs God to, he needs to abandon the ways he, he was going on. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't seen Hamilton, but isn't there a scene in the original Hamilton where? He actually does speak to Jesus or speaks to God in some way, shape, or form. But it's like supposed to be like an imagination thing. Um, probably no. not. No, <laughs> that, that happens in that happens in this. No, it doesn't speak. To, no, um, it, speak no, it speaks to Jesus. Yeah, it doesn't speak directly. to Jesus. There's no re- religious stuff in there. American Jesus, though. It's a different guy. Oh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a white guy. I bet they. I bet they yeah, took yeah, out American the line Jesus. "immigrants, we get the job done." Yeah, they did. Hundred <laughs> percent, they took that line out. <laughs> I love that line. It's um, incredible. Seriously, we're, we're, next time you love to see Next time it. you pop back onto TkTok, have a look at that. I'm fucking hilarious. I'm, I'm, I've put YouTube on. I'm going to have a quick, uh, quick look at it. The, it, it is so, but like the actual performance of it, like they've got people who can act and can sing. So, like performance-wise, it's great. But the the way they've changed the lyrics and changed the story is so fucking funny. Because it's just so racist and so <laughs> kind of. Like fucking I'm, I'm, Southern Baptist kind of bullshit. I'm just kind of skimming through it here, and there's one guy who I guess is meant to be Burr talking to Hamilton with his Bible in his hand. And going, yes, that's the one. Yeah, no, 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 that doesn't happen. Oh, and here's a <laughs> church service that doesn't happen. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look through this and You're report have to back. Deep, deep dive this later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reviewing coming. Is that is that the news then, Biggie? That's it, baby. Excellent. Let's get on with the Nexus, the final part of this show, <laughs> if you're not, not a patron. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to start because my 4G connection is being spotting doing my editing, so bear with me. Um, I've been, I, I've actually watched um, She-Hulk today, the first episode. I'm not going to go much detail into it, it, but do you know what? <sighs> I really like it. But I just can't get over the fact of how much I fancy Shield. <laughs> Specifically, She-Hulk. I know it's a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a CGI character that's not real. I just fancy her, and it, 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 I, I can't concentrate on the show. <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
why can't I go out with a six foot seven inch muscly woman that's green? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Why not? Why not? You just want to be carried to bed like the pretty girl you are. Oh God. yeah, I do, man. Oh, it's just it's it's really fun though. It's it's, it's proper light. Um, Stig's gonna love it because it's reference Mageddon. It's just referencing the greater MCU. So he's gonna be sat there like, yeah, because he loves that shit. We'll try it. We'll, we'll tr- so it's we'll it's try maybe show. jump onto this later down the line. because yeah. uh, I'm away on holiday, just don't have time to do episodes yeah. one and two specifically. So if Oodles and I have chance, nah, we'll- we might uh, do a. Yeah, we'll do a dive episode and then see if we can jump onto the rest of the series. Yeah, man. If- yeah, man. But the main thing I've got, I've, I've got a, re- I've got a review. Um, I've been playing this game for what feels like three weeks now. It's nice that uh, review codes get sent out three weeks early nowadays, which I'm really appreciating. Not that like, this is my job, but it's just nice, isn't it? Yeah, we get you get loads of chance. Um, th- I wanted to talk about it last week, but the review embargo wasn't up. I've been playing a game called Themisia. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, of it. Oh, yeah, I've heard of this one. I've been very interested in it. Oh, well, strap in. Ooh. So, Themesia, for people that don't know, is a grueling action RPG with fast-paced combat and an intricate plague weapon system. In a kingdom where death spreads, play as a mysterious character known by the codename Corvus. Prey upon your enemies, wield the power of disease, and find the truth in your own memories. That's the synopsis. It's a Dark Souls. But it really it? is. What it really is, it's Bloodborne. Oh, okay. The whole the game is Bloodborne with Sekiro mechanics. And I'm not going to bury the lead. I think it's good. Just good? Like, like really good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not, not mind-blowing, but really good. You have my curiosity, and now you have so, my attention. Yeah, so as I said, the combat is basically a mix between like Bloodborne's fast-paced, always pounding on the pressure, but with that slight bit of Sekiro, um, like, I don't know, how do you say it? An S? Pace. Oh, pace. No, pace. More, more pace, yeah. The kind of breathless um, like, like sec. Yeah, but, but sometimes you, do, you know you need to step back yeah. a bit, have a little breath, and then go back in. Um, it's got some very good, unique mechanics. Now, if people don't know, this is Souls-like. That's, that's basically it. It's third person. This is what it is. It, it starts... Cryptic, you've got an opening cutscene which is read out to you about the law of the world. The whole world is plague ridden. Um, think uh, plague, like r- the real plague, Spain, England, France, that kind of thing. Corvus looks like Eileen from Bloodborne. I mean, with a, a name like Corvus, of, of fucking course he is. Yeah, he's, he's got a plague mask on. Um, skinny boy, uh, you don't get to pick your own character, you are playing as him. The clever thing about this is each level, it, it, it's level-based. It's not open like Bloodborne right, okay. is. Obviously, this is a double-A game. It's not a triple-A yeah. title. So it's level-based, so you, you, you've got a central hub, then you split off into levels, the loading screen in between. But the clever thing is each level is his memories on how he got where he is when you start the game. All right. So you recount it. you're recounting his memories, and you can do it in quite a bit of a different order. It's, it's really clever. Um, the opening level, it's basically Yarnum. Um, it's a tutorial level. It, it, it does a better job at tutorializing it than like Souls games do. Um, it's, it will pause the action and tell you what you need to do. Right. So it, it can be, it's got difficulty options as well, so you can make it easier if you want. The clever thing with the combat is, obviously, it is armed combat. You have your claw and you have your, your swords. 
So each enemy has like a health bar, which is it's white. And then when you knock the white bar down, you see a green bar behind it, which is the health. So they've got like an armor. And right. so when you attack them with your normal weapons, you're chipping that armor down a little bit. It's not really armor. They're not armored, but it's just how I see it in my head. It's like an armor. Yeah. And the green bar goes down ever so slightly as you're chipping away. But if you use your claw, you can make the green bar go down quicker, but you're opening yourself up for an attack. And if you don't kill them when you get the opportunity, they will respawn. Not respawn, the health will go back up. Right. So you've got to be completely pounding on the pressure. And it does this clever thing where if you hold your claw in and then unleash it, you get to steal any enemy's weapon and use it as like a, a a B weapon. But you can only get you only get one use of it, and then it disappears. And you can you can grab it again from that enemy. It's like an essence of right. that weapon, a plague weapon, they call it. So there's a lot of like tactical. The the game is basically one on one sword fights, really. Like th- th- there are some times where a few mobs come in, but most of it is you go down a corridor, you'll fight another baddie. Um, it's usually quite fair in that aspect. But it's I don't know this. It's one of these souls like because a lot of them don't nail the combat at all, do they? No, yeah. This one, this one has its own spin on it, and it fucking nails it. There are moments in the game that look stunningly beautiful, but then any moment where there's combat, it looks almost PS3. Do you know what I mean? Because of obviously of its budget and stuff like that, there's constraints. There's bosses on it, like 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 a Bloodborne game. <clears throat> This, the, the the main negative I've got with it, it's about 10 hours long. That's not a negative to a lot of people. That's a positive. But to me, it's like, mm, I've done now. And it's quite linear. So once you've done it, you've done it. But, yeah, there's just, I don't know, there's something about how the world's cool. It's got a cool gimmick with the plague weapon systems where even bosses have weapons and you can steal that weapon for a one-use attack and they're really strong and stuff like that. It's just, if you're not good at fast-paced, pressurised combat where you're just constantly, there's no real defending in it. You can dodge and stuff like that, but you, there's no re- you can counter as well, but it's not as effective as it is in Dark Souls where when you counter something, they stop for a bit and allow you to follow it up with a devastating attack. It's not like that on this. You're countering just to stop getting hurt. But, yeah, there's something about it that's really intriguing. It's got, it's got a levelling-up skill tree. So you can kind of change your, your your play style, but not massively. There's no real you're not you're gonna not gonna be making a different build or anything like that. It seems it's definitely a one and done. Yeah. But if if this is if you like this kind of game, you're doing yourself a disservice not trying it. I don't know how much it is on Steam and stuff like that. I don't know how much it costs. Just googling it. If it's now. less than thirty, qu- if it's less than thirty quid, it's a no-brainer. Uh, it is. Oh, it's uh, twenty pound on Steam. You f- buy it. You'll love it. In fact, in, in fact, you can get it in a bundle with Blasphemous for twenty pound and sixty-eight pence. <sighs> yeah, it, it is. It is published. Uh, it's developed by Overboarder Studio. I'm not that familiar with them. It's published by Team Seventeen. Yeah. Team Seventeen lately keep publishing these. Random non worms games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it's nice it's to even see. Cheaper on Green Man Gaming, fifteen twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, it's twenty three pound on PlayStation. Yeah, Let's see if I can find it on Xbox. That's about right. If you want a Souls game that you can't get lost in, and you don't have to worry about are you going in the wrong way or anything like that, 
this is perfect for you because a lot of people don't like games where you don't have maps and stuff like that. You don't need a map on this. It's £25 it's on just, Xbox as well. It's a good double A Souls. It's up there with what I consider the best Souls clone, which is um, which is Neo. Oh, oh okay. That's, best that's, Souls. that's pretty good. Yeah, it, I, 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 like, my, it's an 8 out of 10. That's what I'd rate it at. That's what God is a geek is. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, I have not seen their review yet, and I trust their word. I, it's a solid 8 out of 10. It's a, it's if you're into it... Scream Rant, who are never worth listening what? to, gave it a 3 out of 10. Well, they're fucking wrong. <laughs> they are absolutely wrong. <laughs> F- they're, they're wrong. They're wrong. It's, if you're not into the genre, 6 or 7 out of 10, but if you are into the genre, solid 8 out of 10. It's just really nice to see a triple-A studio, a double-A studio, nail it. Yeah. Again, don't go, don't go in expecting stunning graphics because it's not but it's adequate it'll do i'm i'm i'm, I'm into it for tw- for 20 quid i might give that a shot i think you'll like it and again it's this this is something about it like i'll just have one more attempt at this boss and you just get it you i didn't struggle i think my play time was about 11 hours or something like that in total but there's bits i missed there's places i didn't go so yeah it's it's a nice game it's a nice game i, I recommend it to people that don't want to get lost in Blight Town. Fair enough. Biggie. So, yeah. Yeah, Biggie, exactly. Speaking of which, Biggie, what have you been up to? There's two things I want to talk about. One, I'm not actually sure if, because we've obviously done nearly 100 episodes, I'm not sure if any of you have covered this, so I thought I'd mention the title. Uh, Nathan, for you, did anyone ever cover this at all? No. No, I've heard of it. So I'm only a few episodes in, but um, it's an American docu-reality comedy series uh, by Canadian comedian Nathan Fielder. Um, It was uh, originally shown in 2013 on Comedy Central. This is currently on Amazon Prime, which is where I've caught it. And Fielder basically plays a fictionalized, off-kilter version of himself trying to use his business background and life experiences to help struggling local companies and people offering them outlandish strategies parodying the methods of marketing and management consultants and it's just really silly but really funny as well he um tries to help uh, an ice cream parlor by trying to get more people in by having an, an original flavor and he actually gets a company that you go online to create the essence of poo and then use that as a frozen yogurt and tries to get people to come in and try oh. the frozen yogurt. And he gets people to come in and um, do a testing session. And then he gets people to try and advertise, say, look, come to this ice cream party. You can have poo ice cream. People go in to try it. And it literally is, <laughs> as you can imagine, the flavor of poo. And you can see these people go, uh, no. Um, mm. That's fucking weird. Mad stuff like that. He does uh, for a pizza parlor that's struggling with sales so he he gets them to promise that you'll get your pizza when you order it within eight minutes which isn't even possible to cook the pizza and get it ready to go to um the homes and so if they don't get it in time you get a free pizza but because it doesn't specify how big the pizza is for every pizza that they go to deliver they have this really tiny like three centimeter by centimeter pizza in a little tiny box and then they go sorry it's a bit late there's your free pizza and oh it's, it's just silly stuff like that and it's poking fun as it says about the methods of marketing and management stuff it's just it's really funny he's very silly what's this on it's on prime what's it on? Amazon prime 
So it's been around for a while. Okay. It ran for four seasons, and then in 2018, Comedy Central uh, ended it. But it's just really silly, just something different to watch. Um, yeah, I, I think I he's got something new coming out, actually. I generally hadn't heard about this guy before, so yeah. And he's very good in it, by the way. He, he's very cool. Very funny guy. But the main thing that I wanted to talk about was because we were doing a music theme. Um, this has been on my radar for a while to watch. And I have seen the Summer of Soul, or in brackets, or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. It's a 2021 American documentary film about the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival. And this documentary is directed by Amir Thompson, who is better known as Questlove from The Roots. And it's his directorial debut. Basically, what this is, when Woodstock um, was first, uh, you know, as a festival in 1969, this festival also happened on one of the weekends as well. The um, uh, the runner of the festival, which was Tony Lawrence, is a Harlem Cultural Festival host. He asked a guy to film this documentary, uh, sorry, film the festival as a documentary. And this guy did hours and hours and hours of footage. Couldn't find anybody to take the footage to show it. And it ended up going in a basement for 50 years. Oh, and wow. this footage was discovered. Bloody hell. This footage was discovered. Obviously, it's had a lot of restoration work. And then um, the, part, the project has passed on to a few people. And then Questlove got involved and has then basically created this documentary. Um, it's won numerous awards, including Best Documentary Feature at the Sixth Critics' Choice Documentary Awards. It won all six categories in which it was nominated. Best Documentary for the 75th British Academy of Film Awards. Best Documentary at the 94th Academy Awards. And Best Music Film at the 64th Annual Grammary Awards. The film wow. examines um, this cultural festival, and it took place on six Sundays between... June the 29th and August the 24th at Mount Morris Park, which apparently is now known as Marcus Garvey Park in Harlem. Now, the music on this is basically covering blues, gospel, jazz, and soul. For some of the performers, the actual opening has Stevie Wonder. And I did not know this, but apparently he can play drums as well. And Yes, he's a multi-instrumentalist. Multi-instrumentalist. This you think? Drum solo that he does at the beginning of the movie. It's just incredible. I'm just, I was blown away. Obviously, his skills on a piano are amazing, but to see. I really love Stevie Wonder. To as see well. him play I the think, drums and with passion is just insane. He loses himself in the music. And even you can see the footage of the band behind him just watching him in awe at how he, he, he can play it. They also had um, yeah. other acts like the Chamber Brothers, BB King, The Fifth Dimension. Marlia Jackson, David Ruffin from The Temptations, Gladys Knight, Sly and the Family Stone, and they finish off with Nina Simone, amongst others. And it's an beautiful documentary. It covers the political landscape around 1969. So when you watch this, you feel the um, really... Oh, by the way, it was a free festival. So it was something like 30 or three, no, sorry, 300,000 people came to this festival. So you can imagine the communities in Harlem and then people from outside have all come to see this free festival. And you just feel this power and emotion in the crowd as they're sort of releasing energy. 
the fear from obviously the police brutality that happened around this time. So there's a lot of bit of snippets of talking heads about what it was like to be living there at the time. And then you just see all these people basically being proud to be black at the end of the day and letting their emotions out on stage. Um, and it's just an incredible movie. The music is incredible. The documentary is brilliantly filmed. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it approval rate of 99% based on 206, Ooh, wow. 206 reviews. Um, so universally loved then. British critic Mark Commode called it the best foot music documentary he's ever seen. Um, and and it, you just feel the emotion when watching this. Um, and it's also got some really incredible footage of this one guy who was there, watched it. And then because the footage of the festival disappeared, he's lived his life as, as obviously time has got on and, you know, you get older and stuff that he almost got to the point where he thought he was crazy that the festival never happened because no one talked about it. And then they have him in a room with Questlove and obviously he's interviewing him and he's chatting to him and you just see this guy looking at the footage and the emotions on his face as he kind of almost suddenly realizes he's actually not crazy. He was actually at this, <laughs> oh. he was actually at this festival. Um, they interview um, a couple of the people from the fifth dimension and it's really nice watching them, seeing themselves again, this footage that they yeah. thought they'd never seen. Uh, yeah, the performances are just fantastic. There's uh, the gospel section is quite intense in the middle, where they just talk about obviously, you know, there being a lot of people that are quite religious, and this Mahalia Jackson apparently she's a very famous gospel singer, and her performance is just incredible. Just watching her sing this song, and you can just feel that she, you can see she believes in the words that she's singing, um, and you don't see that often in a lot of performances, but you can just really really feel the emotion coming from her um and it, yeah it's just a fantastic documentary not particularly long but they recorded about 40 hours of footage and it's just about this music festival that people just didn't know happened it just got swept under the carpet and which is your typical your typical kind of issue about racism and the fact that you know why is woodstock so famous as a festival and yet no one knows about this it's again you know that political side of it as well but yeah Really, really powerful documentary, and I just ask everybody to watch it if they can. It's uh, currently on Disney Plus. You can see it on there. Nice, awesome, awesome. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Stig, what you been up to, mate? I watched Nope. Mm. So, nope, 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 nope. Yep, go on then. So Nope Nope is the third film by Jordan Peele of Get Out and Us fame. Uh, This stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Brandon uh, Pereira, Michael Wincott and Stephen Young and Keith David. And motherfucking Keith David. Yep. He's great, isn't he? The voice. Yes. Uh, And yeah, it's about residents in a lonely gulch of an inland California who bear witness to an uncanny, chilling discovery. Now, this is going to be a hard one to review. Because you can't spoil anything. spoiling anything. (laughs) Yeah, because I am going to go see this. I I, I want to see this because I wasn't particularly interested by um, Get Out or or Us. What? Well, just because I'm not a big horror fan in general. Oh, but they're great. I've seen the trailer for this at the cinema like five times now. It's just like, I want to know what happens here. What is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah what I, is know, it? I wouldn't say I've never found, I've never found Get Out as a horror. No. It's a thriller. 
No, it's a thriller. It's a yeah, thriller. No, it, was, yeah. it was always sold to me that it was a horror. Nah. film. no, 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 no. no it's, it's, I mean, I mean, I mean, Us is more of a horror. Um, us, yeah, Us uh, is a Get horror. Out. It has you know elements psychological horror to it, but it's not. It isn't what you think. Oh. It's not. It's human horror. It, isn't it's it? not a bunch of white people chasing down a black person. Which is what no, it's not. It feels like it comes across in the trailers, and you think you know where it's yeah. going to go, and it does not go where you think it's going to go. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Okay, it's oh really God, good, list, really then. interesting. Not, it's, there's no like typical horror stuff in there. Uh, anyway, back to Nope. Um, nope, Nope. And they say that a lot, and it's used, and it, and it actually is really effective when they look at stuff and they just go, <laughs> Nope, Nope. Every time they do it, you're like, yep. you have a little chuckle to yourself. Um. Do they look at the camera and go, yeah. no. No, they don't. Yeah, not, not that bad. <laughs> um, it took me a day or after I watched it last night to kind of wrap my head around what I truly thought of it before I actually oh, kind is. of wow. wrote a little review to it. Um, it has elements that are really, really good to it. Um, uh, but ultimately, I think the story kind of left me feeling very cold. Oh, I kind of came oh. away thinking, yeah, it's decent. I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. Not, not as good no. as the other two. <gasps> so nope. it has, there are things about this which are really, really good. It looks amazing. Uh, the performances from Kaluuya and Palmer are really good. They have wonderful chemistry together. They're real. Kaluuya's really sensational, good. though. Yeah, isn't it? juxtaposition with it. So she's bouncy and lively and in your face, and he's just kind of mopey and just. Not interested in people, and you know that he does a decent American yes, accent. He does, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't know he's British if you uh, didn't know. Yeah. Um, there's some really good in- ideas in here, and really cool visuals, and the sound design is fantastic and really effective. So that all sounds like, why don't you love this film? You have all these things. Why together. don't you love this film? I like the twist. <laughs> I like what he's done. On said idea, I can't talk about what it is or what it invokes <laughs> and what it reminds me of. But just to say that he does a very good job of paying homage to an old horror film, and it works very well. And the references to those films are not lost on me; like they're they're very much there. Can't say anything when when people have seen when more people have seen it. I'd love to talk about it, but. I've got an idea. Let's do a spoiler cast. I would gladly do a spoiler cast on this. I'd even like consider watching it again yeah, just to see if I it. would enjoy it a second time round. Yeah. Um, there are things, though, which is the pace and the length. That's where it loses its way. There's a few side stories in there, really? some flashback scenes that I don't feel like they add anything. This isn't a spoiler for sake. Mm. The movie starts with this. Um, there is a chimp attack on an old TV sitcom okay. and it kind of sets the it's trying to tell you as the audience about things and that's fine, that's all you need there's a bit about the beginning there's a little chat about it in mid film it goes on about it uses that too much there is, they say the flashback scenes didn't really add anything for me and there's a bit near the end which I thought was a bit ham-fisted in trying to ram home his message and came across a bit cringy rather than it, you know, working. 
like I said, I'm really yeah. trying not to spoil this and not to give anything away because um, ultimately there's some really good things in there. But had he just tightened it up a bit, potentially could have lost 20 minutes to half an hour and it would have been a really tight film and worked really well. What they are all looking up at in the sky is really well done. It's a really cool take and new. And ultimately, this for me, though, is his weakest film. There's some stuff that's really good, like stuff I can really enjoy, but there is also stuff I disliked. Is it is it is this one of the situations where it's like a much vaunted director is kind of slightly buying their own hype a little bit? Like I'm thinking like with Taika Waititi with Thor, Love and Thunder. Let's not talk about that. I don't think that. so. No. Um I do think that he has a few ideas and he saw oh, I'll see if I can get that in this film. Like I can't I can't make a full film about that, but I'll see what I could do with it. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get you. Needs an I editor. Yeah, I think it really needs to edit in down a bit. Um but yeah, the the like I said, the performances are great. Um uh the visuals, the sound, like the soundscape on it, like some of the sound designers is it is generally terrifying at times. I don't think it's that scary in terms of traditional horror. Again, it's more of a sci-fi thriller, but there are moments where the sound is really, really effective. And there are a few visuals where I was just kind of like, nope, myself. Like, genuinely, like, <laughs> no, nope. do not enjoy that. It's uh, reviewed yeah. quite well, though, from what I understand. Yeah, it's reviewed really well. Um, Empire gave it five. Yeah, they're positive. Most of the people I know, it's four or five out of, but I don't know. It's got a few negative ones. It's got 77 on Metacritic. Yeah. Like I, I know I've seen a few negative ones, like really negative ones, but I think a lot of them seem to come from the people who didn't like us and get out either. Um, Fair enough. But so we're never going to like nope. I've I I love get out. I really enjoyed us. Um, I just don't think this is as masterful or as get out or as interesting as us. Has a cool idea. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd like to talk about it more once more people have seen it. Yeah, I'm going to go see it this weekend, so, mate. I think people will enjoy it um, because Candy said she'd seen it as well, so it's interesting to see what she thinks. She's seen everything. She's never out of cinema. <laughs> She's got one of those uh, unlimited cards. I tell you, if, if I lived close to an audience, yeah. if I lived a walk away from an audience, I'd see it. I'd yeah, be here every mate. week with a new film review. <laughs> nipping after work. I'm just nipping yeah. to the cinema, love. Don't worry. Uh, I'm tempted to get one. Yeah, Kate really enjoyed it. Mm, um, nice. I, me less so. Sure. so That's good. I'd like to see it again just to now that I know yeah. what it is whether yeah. that would change So you think maybe a, a second viewing would be uh, recommended? Yeah, potentially Excellent Excellent Brilliant, thank you mate, thank you um, Gadget, finish the show uh, So This is weird, this is weird isn't it? It is, that weird isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. I watched that uh, Trainwreck Woodstock 99 documentary that Candy watched a couple of fucked, weeks ago. Fucked up, innit? Really <laughs> fucked up. Like, I mean, it, it was really weird watching it. World War Z. Watching a documentary about, like, bands I used to listen to at the time. It's kind of really kind of messed up. Just in terms of, like, time passing and all that. Um, I really came to absolutely detest the organisers by the end of it. Oh, yes. There's that, there's that one quote, and where, you know the one I'm talking about, Oodles, where he's basically trying to 
explain away something terrible with like the statistical anomaly of it. It's trying to justify it. Yeah, yeah, and it's just you see that and you're just like, that's fucking awful. Like you're a horrible cunt. Oh, wait, he's been lambasted massively yeah. since that um thing. He's like he's like turned off his social media and everything. It's like good. Yeah, there's some you're some dick. really horrible shit in that, but it's a really interesting documentary and. Like it just you know it just absolutely confirms how terrible the person Fred Durst is. We knew this. I from mean, the we beginning. knew it from the beginning, but you know, it's nice to see documentary evidence of it. <laughs> <laughs> but prick. also, absolutely confirming how lovely a bloke Jonathan Davis from Corn is. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, absolutely. He's one of the few artists who agreed to speak on the documentary. There's a couple of others on there, but not many. Because he know he knows that. Yeah, he just knows, doesn't he? That he was a fucked up. Thing. Yeah, but he's—I mean—he's—he's always been a lovely lad, anyway. He's a sweet child. Yeah, yeah. he is. He's lovely. Oh, yeah, nice. I watched that. It's definitely worth watching. I kind of agree with a lot of Candy's points. It's definitely worth watching that documentary. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it's only three parts. So you can whack it out in an evening. It's—it's handy. It's I'm enjoying. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm enjoying these smaller documentaries. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying them because, like, like I mean, I mean it, slightly tangentially, like me and Pip watched that um, the Bad Vegan a few, a few, a few about a month or yeah. so ago. And that was like five or six parts, and it went fucking nowhere. That's what I liked about um, Tindler Swindler. One episode. Yeah. Boom. Um, Boom. So, yeah, moving on. Uh, still continuing with Sekiro. It took me an entire evening, <laughs> but I beat Owl. Yes, mate. Yes, so yes. I'm kind of into the end game of it now. And I'm, yeah, I have, I have a little through. bit of a break. I don't want to rush through it, but yeah. I'm happy with that one, but uh, the main thing, continuing kind of slightly with the with the, the the soul stuff that I've been doing over the last few weeks, I've been watching a YouTube channel called RKG. I don't know if you any of you have heard of it. Yeah, yeah, Rari Krupa Gav. Yep, yep. exactly that. So, uh, so RKG started life um, with uh, Gav Murphy, Daniel Krupa, and Rory Powers, who all used to work for IGN. And they, while they were working, when it was for good, IGN, when it was good, when it was good, <laughs> and I think when they left, that's when it became shit. Because uh, yeah. like Daniel Krupa used to be the managing editor, Gav Murphy did a lot of the video mm. and podcast hosting stuff, and Rory Powers yep. did um, a lot of the video editing. Gav's yeah, cool. Lad. He a... was at uh, TCGS. Uh, the... Which one? Sorry, he was at uh, TCGS meet after. He was. He's at the pub with us, yeah. wasn't he? Um, Rest few yeah. years ago. Yeah, oh, lovely, right. lovely bloke. Yep. He actually bought me one of those expensive drinks that I was moaning about. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so the um, they were. When they were at IGN, they had a really popular series called uh, Prepare to Try, where Rory, who'd never played Dark Souls, played Dark Souls. And Gav, like who, big Gav who wasn't bothered, and um, Kroops, Daniel, um, had played it. He, he was the expert. Three of them sat and played the game and did a, did a let's play with the three of them commentating on it. And Rory, bless him, is the golden retriever of people. He's a bit dense when it comes to these games, bless him. Um, <laughs> but he was the inexperienced one. He'd never played any Souls games before. And Prepare to Try is one of the funniest things I've ever watched on YouTube. The Dark Souls 3 one's amazing. Yeah, so RKG is basically, the, they came to the point where Prepare to Try was so popular, they left IGN and they formed their own company, RKG. And that's what they do. They, they have a series called Retry and they're running through the Souls game. So... I watched their entire playlist of Sekiro, which is what inspired me to play Sekiro again. And I'm currently watching their playthrough of the PS5 remake of Demon's Souls. Um, mm, and it's absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, the man-eaters is funny. 
That's the one I've just watched today, which is what kind of inspired <laughs> me to talk about it. It's so really the, funny. So the man-eaters um, in, in Demon's Souls are considered the hardest boss in the game. And basically Worst. what... And the worst boss in the game as well. They are these kind of big creatures that kind of leap at you, they throw spells, they fly away from you, and you fight them at the top of this tower on this very narrow walkway. You fight one of them as you're fighting it. Halfway through the fight, a second one comes into it. So you have to manage a fight with two creatures that have the same abilities and keep leaping at you. And then but you're on a na- really narrow walkway, and it's just it's awful. It is the worst fight in the game. I dread every time I've come up to them. And mm. they dedicated an entire episode of their Let's Play to this. And as they were That's playing an, it... An hour and a half. Hour and a half long episode as well, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we already died about 60 times to them, something like yeah. that. Um, but as they're doing it, they're doing jello shots and drinking beers and getting yeah. drunker and drunker and drunker. And it is honestly one of the funniest things I've ever seen. That's where your jelly shots idea smoked. came from. That's jelly absolutely shots great anyway. where jelly shot idea came from. No, no, jelly shots are great anyway. I fucking love jelly shots. I'm bringing jelly shots to the podcast. Vodka or gin ones. Oh, I fucking love them. So, um, yeah, the I really, I just really enjoyed it, and it's a lot of fun and very funny. And the, the what I enjoy about it is, I used to watch a lot of Let's Play content over the years, but I kind of stopped watching it because it got boring just watching someone play a game. This one works for me because. These three are such good friends. They have really good banter together. It's interesting to watch. It's all well edited. It's all well put together. Um, and I, even if you're not that interested in the Souls games, it's worth watching just for the banter between the three of them because mm-hmm. it's really funny. Like during mm-hmm. the during the Maneaters one, because it's taken Rory so long to get through, because it's always Rory playing the game. Um, yeah. It's taken Rory so long to kind of get anywhere with the fight. They just start talking about Adele and <laughs> yeah. the songs that she's released and trying to work out like like what her next album will be and what it'll be called because how old will she be when she releases it and like really random shit like that. <laughs> but then they get on to talking about karaoke and singing Adele at karaoke and they go, oh, you know what? If Rory beats it, we should go to karaoke tonight. And when he does beat it, they put a video at the end of them at karaoke pissed off their heads. Mm. Like, they're just really good mates, and it's really fun to watch them play these play these games together. So, um, I would really yes. recommend it. Whether, 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 I, I'm also running through their Dark Souls Two playlist at the minute uh, as well, because like mm. retry uh, retry comes out kind of weekly. Demon Souls once a weekly, so I'm going back through kind of their old playlists, and the the Dark Souls Two one is good because Rory's really struggling with it. It's tough. He's game. Just he's just beat Sir Alon after hours oh, of trying. Oh yeah, that boss run. Oh, horrible! So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. It's been I a very think, soulsy week. Just, just before before you end on AKG, the fact that 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 is insisting to carry around axes, pickaxes with him, is flashing my fucking head. Oh yeah, he's well, it's, it's thrashing <laughs> Cooper's head as well, isn't it? It's doing it's my just, head. It's like, how come we can't carry anything? Because you've got seventeen pickaxes in your inventory. Yeah, every time he finds a merchant that happens to sell a pickaxe, he just buys one. It's just they just pick some <laughs> random meme to go with it. He's doing my fucking head in, but yeah, it's the, the the lovely lads as well. That's what's they're really the, nice. Their genuine stuff that they portray on their videos, they're like that in real life. Yeah, and, like again, I've met and spoken to them. It's proper, just 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 genuine dudes. Yeah, it, it it comes across. They're just really nice. They're just guys being dudes. Yeah, yeah. And you could listen to this paranormal life as well by um, Rory. That's a good good podcast. That. Oh yeah, I, I, I've heard of that. I do need to have a listen to it. That's a good, good. Um, podcast. I think I think they've got their own Patreon podcast, but yeah, I, you know me, 
I'm not a subscriber of much. Tight, tighter than a duck's ass. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So normally, obviously, we would have a main topic here, but we're saving that for our official 100. So, patrons, you're going to get an exclusive break the glass in an emergency end to this podcast yes. that we recorded before Candy even joined was, the show. <laughs> I was calling it, it, it was somewhere between... Uh, Grasswell Manor and Candy joining. It was some. Yeah. It was like yeah. that April or something like that. We were like, well, we need we need an, we need some uh, emergency put out in case like we have a break or we don't. You know, two of us are off yeah. and just put it out, and then we've and this is it. We've never needed it, but um, yeah, you're getting it if you're if you're a patron. It's it, just for the non patrons to know what you're missing. It's a fucking excellent pub quiz. It's an excellent one. Oh yeah. I can't even remember who fucking wins, but don't spoil it. It's been so long. It's been do, nearly do, do, a year. Do, 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 do you not remember where, where Buzzer sounds? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, that, uh, it's going to be good. But if you're not a patron, this is the end. And thank you for this little interim episode and bearing with us. We will get back to your regular scheduled programming very soon. But again, if you're not a patron, please feel free to become one and you can listen to this emergency break glass. So... Thank you very much for listening. This has been a podcast. It's been of. a bit of a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's content. This has been half a podcast. <laughs> Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.